98K News. It's one o'clock. I'm Barry O'Rourke. The top stories. Government officials reject the idea that national security judges should sit on an election candidate vetting committee. National security police are urged to help people understand how to avoid falling foul of the law. And Taiwanese prosecutors seek an arrest warrant for the driver of the truck that caused yesterday's deadly train crash. Government officials have rejected suggestions that national security judges can sit on a vetting body that screens would-be election candidates in future, as questions persist on whether or not the committee should only comprise principal government officials. Francis Sitt reports. Decisions made by the Candidate Eligibility Review Committee will be final and cannot be subject to judicial review, and questions have been raised as to whether or not having judges on the committee would be more appropriate. But speaking on a radio show, the Secretary for Constitutional and Mainland Affairs, Eric Tsang, said it's not right to let what he called outsiders do the job. He said these people might not be willing to handle the task either, as such vetting will bring huge pressure and they may be subjected to doxing or foreign sanctions. Mr Tsang said government ministers, who are trusted absolutely by Beijing, are more suitable candidates, as the vetting body will see confidential information about national security. Meanwhile, Justice Secretary Theresa Chang said the body will examine all information about potential candidates, including their past remarks. She said it's hard to say how far back the committee would look, as comments people made 10 years ago could also be relevant. National Security Police should give teachers information on how to teach the revamped liberal studies subject without breaking the law. That's a suggestion from Lao Chi Pang, who chairs a Curriculum Development Council committee on the subject. Professor Lao said teachers have the professional expertise to know how to teach the citizenship and social development subject, but he hopes the National Security Police can help people understand how to carry out their work within the boundaries of the law. I would encourage teachers to uh, take a look at the law itself, the national security law, which is not that uh, bulky uh, text. And then, of course, uh, we encourage our national security experts to provide uh, information about what to do and what not to do. We're waiting for that. Professor Lau also brushed off concerns from the teachers that there isn't enough time to prepare for the subject's launch in September for Form 4 students. He said authorities are working hard to prepare materials and he's confident in the abilities of teachers. Taiwanese prosecutors are seeking an arrest warrant for a construction site manager whose truck is suspected of causing yesterday's train accident in which at least 50 people died. The BBC's Cindy Su in Taipei has the latest. Police have been questioning the manager of the construction site, who was suspected of not setting the handbrake on a vehicle before walking to his office nearby. Prosecutors have searched the scene and taken boxes of paperwork from the company as they sought to obtain evidence of negligence. Meanwhile, rescuers have been working overnight to try to remove the train from the tunnel. Several of the badly damaged carriages remain inside. Taiwan's premier has apologized for the accident, and the president is scheduled to visit survivors later today. The government declared that flags will fly half-mast at public offices for three days in mourning. A police officer has been killed and another injured in the second attack on the U.S. Capitol in three months. The suspect has been named as Noah Green. He'd written extensively of his interest in the Nation of Islam, a black power movement. The BBC's Ali Makbul is in Washington. Police say that shortly after one in the afternoon, the attacker drove his car into offices at a barricade to the north of the U.S. Capitol building. He's then said to have leapt out of his vehicle and lunged at police with a knife. 
at which point, as described by acting U.S. Capitol Police Chief Yogananda Pittman, he was shot. At this time, uh, the suspect has been pronounced uh, deceased. President Biden had already left Washington for the Easter weekend. But just when some of the barriers that had been erected after the storming of the same building earlier this year were starting to be removed, this latest dramatic incident has led to renewed calls in a nervous city for strengthened security. The top homicide investigator for the U.S. city of Minneapolis, Lieutenant Richard Zimmerman, has told the murder trial of Derek Chauvin, the white former police officer who was seen last year kneeling on the neck of George Floyd, that the use of force was totally unnecessary. Pulling him down to the ground face down and putting your knee on the neck for that amount of time is just uncalled for. I saw no reason why... The officers felt they were in danger, if that's what they felt. You're listening to RTHK. The time is coming up to five minutes past one. A U.S. State Department has welcomed as a healthy step forward the scheduling of indirect talks with Iran to revive the 2015 nuclear deal. No immediate breakthrough is anticipated and negotiations in Austria's capital, Vienna, are expected to be difficult. White House spokeswoman Jen Psaki told reporters that restarting talks for the deal, known as the JCPOA, would be challenging. These talks will be structured around working groups that the EU is going to form with the remaining partners in the JCPOA, including Iran. And the primary issues that will be discussed are the nuclear steps that Iran would need to take in order to return to compliance with the JCPOA and the sanctions relief steps the United States would need to take in order to return to compliance as well. The British government is installing a network of underwater cameras across 10 UK overseas territories in an effort to protect marine life. London says it's the world's largest ocean monitoring system. Here's the BBC's Justin Rowland. The UK's overseas territories control vast tracts of some of the most biologically diverse marine environments on Earth. The cameras will cost £2 million and will be used to film and collect data on species including white marlin, silky sharks, loggerhead turtles, Gould's squid and bottlenose wedgefish. The wealth of new data they're expected to generate should enable the territories to take more informed decisions about protecting and managing these diverse ecosystems. The mummies of 22 ancient Egyptian rulers are being taken in procession through Cairo today to be transferred to a new museum in the south of the city. Crowds are expected to line the streets to witness the spectacle, which will see 18 kings and four queens transported in gold coffins amid great fanfare in chronological order of their reigns. Security will be tight, befitting their royal blood and status as national treasures. They're being moved in custom-made vehicles fitted with shock absorbers to safeguard the royal bodies against the bumpy Cairo streets. To sport, where Major League Baseball has announced it's moving its all-star game out of Atlanta after the state of Georgia adopted a new law that critics claim makes it harder for black people and other minorities to vote. President Biden had called for the game to be rescheduled. The BBC's Bernadette Kehoe has the story. The decision by Major League Baseball comes amid a rising tide of political expression within U.S. sport. Since 2016, athletes have protested against racial inequality and police brutality by kneeling during the national anthem, protests which became more widespread after criticism by Donald Trump. 
The National Basketball Association now allows slogans connected to the Black Lives Matter movement to be printed on players' tops. Critics suggest certain gestures are unpatriotic and superficial, but others point out that social justice issues have been present within American professional sports for decades, especially for black athletes. And with a look ahead to this weekend's English Premier League football action, here's the BBC's John Bennett. After the final international break of the season, the Premier League is back and it's the home straight in the race for the top four and the battle to avoid relegation. Informed Chelsea get the weekend underway when they play West Brom, who are firmly rooted in the bottom three, 10 points from safety. Chelsea are unbeaten in 14 matches since Thomas Tuchel took over as head coach. With a 14-point lead at the top of the table, there's no doubt that Manchester City will be Premier League champions this season. But they have a tough week coming up. It starts against third-place Leicester City, who beat Pep Guardiola's side 5-2 in September. Then they meet Borussia Dortmund and their star striker Erling Haaland on Tuesday in the Champions League last eight. Liverpool will also have one eye on an upcoming Champions League quarter-final when they take on Arsenal this weekend. Jurgen Klopp's side are five points off the top four in the Premier League. In the relegation scrap, Fulham could move out of the bottom three if they beat Aston Villa and 17th-placed Newcastle lose to Tottenham. Newcastle are on an awful run of 13 defeats and just two wins in their last 20 games. And to end the news, the top stories once again. Government officials reject the idea that national security judges should sit on an election candidate vetting committee. National security police are urged to help people understand how to avoid falling foul of the law. And Taiwanese prosecutors seek an arrest warrant for the driver of the truck that caused yesterday's deadly train crash in Taiwan. And you're listening to the news from RTHK. Back to it. Requests. Yes, Joseph, of course. Ain't no sunshine when she's Here's your request. Ain't no sunshine. Bill Weathers right here on Radio 3. It's not warm when she's away. Ain't no sunshine when she's gone. And she's always gone too long. Anytime she goes away. Wonder this time where she's gone Wonder if she's gonna stay Ain't no sunshine when she's gone And this house just ain't no home Anytime she goes away And I know, I know Sunshine when she's gone Only darkness every day Ain't no sunshine when she's gone It's just house just ain't no home Anytime she goes away Anytime she goes away 
The government is providing free COVID-19 vaccination for all residents. Priority groups include those who are highly susceptible to infection or have increased risk. You can book online. Vaccination is being offered at community vaccination centers in 18 districts, hospitals, and designated clinics in phases. Outreach service at care homes is also provided. Protect yourself and others. Get vaccinated. Book at covidvaccine.gov.hk. Radio 3. And here you go, Mary. Here's a little Dobie Gray. A little drift away right here on Radio 3 with me, classic Michael Lance. Day after day, I'm more confused. Yet I look for the light through the pouring rain. You know that's a game that I hate to lose. And I'm feeling the strain. Ain't it a shame? Oh, give me the beat, boys, and free my soul. I wanna get lost in your rock and roll and drift away. Oh, give me the beat, boys, and free my soul. I wanna get lost in your rock and roll and drift away. And to think that I'm wasting time I don't understand the things I do The world outside looks so unkind I'm counting on you To carry me through Oh, give me the beat, boys, and free my soul I wanna get lost in your rock and roll you've given me 